Hi, I'm Young and Christian. Welcome to Young and Christian, a podcast that explores the Christian world from a young person's perspective. Our desire is to inspire, impact, and lead teenagers and young adults in their everyday lives. I'm your host, Nova, and for more info on Young and Christian, make sure to follow us on social media at Young Christian Pod. And with that, here's this week's episode. Hi, I'm Young and Christian. You're listening to Young and Christian, a show that explores the Christian world from a young person's perspective. My name is Nova, and on this episode, we'll be discussing lukewarm Christianity, my personal story as a former lukewarm Christian, and how to upgrade from a lukewarm lifestyle to an apologically hot lifestyle. Hi, I'm Young and Christian. this is officially our fifth episode which means we are halfway through our first season my goal was to have 10 episodes on each season and i'm so happy that we are in our fifth which means we have been doing this for over a month and i'm super happy i'm super grateful i am i don't even know how to feel right now i'm super happy and even though I've been procrastinating a lot, like literally I'm recording this three hours away from posting it and stuff like that. Even though, you know, I've been procrastinating and everything. But overall, I'm super happy for how far I've, you know, we've come, I guess. And for you guys who have always been faithful and who has always been listening and supporting however you can i'm super grateful for all the followbacks for all the reshares for all the likes and for all the listens the ratings the uh everything i'm super grateful and i'm so happy that we are in our fifth episode which is a blessing and i'm so happy so if you're not driving <laughs> close your eyes and bow your head thank you god for all you have done so far i'm asking you to please use this platform so that I could bring more people to you and so that I could change hearts and lives for for and with you. I'm asking you to please use me, Lord. This has always been my prayer since day one. So please, God, use me. And I'm also asking you to bless every single person who is listening to me right now and give them a special something, especially with today's topic. Help them, God. Save them, bless them, and guide them. In the name of Jesus, we say amen i'm super happy guys i don't know i just love the fact that we're you know where we are at right now and it's kind of funny how on every single episode my voice kind of sounds different just because i don't know i have a just like well i'm new to this and kind of not new to it at the same time and i guess i'm still trying to figure out how i want to talk i don't know what's my normal voice but i also know when my voice sounds more presentable if you see what i mean like it's a little bit deeper and softer right now i guess and sometimes maybe like at the end of the episode you're gonna see how like when i get much more into the subject my voice is gonna shift a little i don't know how to control it my cousin literally calls it my radio voice my podcast voice but um i don't know i don't know but it's just how it is but um before we get into today's topic, fair warning, 
disclaimer, if you will, I don't think this is going to be a message that you like or that you want to hear. And before you log off or stop listening to this episode, hear me out. Today's topic won't be warm and fuzzy. And it, is, it isn't one that, you know, will make you all smiley inside. It isn't meant to convict you. No, not at all. But instead to encourage you, especially because I've been there too. So I do hope you walk away with with a passion within your heart. And, you know, that is just on fire for the Lord. I pray that you will walk away absolutely in love with the calling and the purpose that God has made you for. But like I said... <laughs> This isn't going to be a message that you like, and I just want to prepare you for that. So as you can probably tell from today's episode, we're going to talk about lukewarm Christianity. And to any lukewarm Christian Christian probably listening to this right now, don't worry, I got you. I am not going to convict you or try to blame you or try to, you know, criticize you or whatever. I got you because, first of all, I was there too. I was a lukewarm Christian for basically the major part of my life and I can say that I you know something changed within me like literally I could say during the pandemic well not during the pandemic literally last year I guess and I know you're all probably saying yeah we're still in a pandemic but I'm saying like not during the peak of COVID but literally last last year because I've experienced God and I know I I've talked to a friend I guess and I and I told her that I am planning on making a video on on explaining why I believe in God and why I made the decision to be a Christian and blah 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 and so yeah um we'll get into that but to as as we dive into today's topic I want you to know that I have nothing but love for those of you listening to this you know this episode is all about advices from a former professional lukewarm Christian, professional might I add, and I can tell you that I have a feeling that this will be the least listened episode. So if you're listening to this, thank you, because the topic of being a lukewarm Christian can be a hard one to work through because it means confront, con- confronting a lot of behaviors that have become normal for many of us, you know, so I know that a lot of y'all are going to see, oh, lukewarm Christian, and you know, you don't want to be called out, you don't want to face the reality you're in or you're probably you probably don't want to get out of your way to be a a more lively christian or is you know you probably don't want that so a lot of y'all are a lot of uh, people who aren't listening to this they don't want to listen to it because they know what lukewarm christianity is and they're okay with their position in it but first of all what does it mean to be a lukewarm christian Lukewarm means neither hot nor cold. And in the context of faith, the lukewarm meaning in the Bible describes someone who hasn't blatantly denied Jesus, but isn't blatantly living for him either. You know, they have lukewarm faith, faith in name, but not in action. And remember, actions speak louder than words. It's something that we've all know and we've all, you know, have learned and everything right so to sum it up in a simple sentence lukewarm faith is faith that doesn't affect the way you live yeah it doesn't affect the way you live and fun fact is that anyone can become a lukewarm christian you become a lukewarm christian when you allow your love of god to fade 
You become a lukewarm church when you your reverence for God fades. A lukewarm Christian is someone who claims to be a follower of Jesus, but lives as though they are sufficient in themselves and don't need him. They might attend a church, but they're content in their own ways and rarely apply what they learn. And I have so much to say about this part. And I have so much, I actually really do have so much to say because that's basically what I have, what I have been struggling with all my life, but we'll get into that a little bit, um, further, right? Um, but Revelation 3 verse 17 says, for you say, I am rich. I have prospered and I need nothing, not realizing that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Let me read that again for you. Revelation 3 verse 17 says, For you say, I am rich. I have prospered and I need nothing. Not realizing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. And I guess this is actually a really powerful. It's one of the verses. Oh my gosh, do you hear that play? I didn't even know play. Nothing. Never mind. But, um... I actually really love this verse because this text describes people who are so confident in themselves. They seemingly have no need for God because they believe they had no need for him. They remain neutral when they should be standing for him. Instead of standing for righteousness, they compromise. And this is exactly what I have been, you know, I have been struggling with because all my life, just like my mother, my mother is very Christian and I've already kind of explained a little bit how I became a Christian or how I was kind of forced into Christianity until I met Jesus on my own. And this is, like, long story short, my parents are very, very Christian or strictly Christian. and But also, my mom is very independent in her work and her relationships and everything she does. She's very independent. She doesn't need you. She doesn't need no one. And I kind of got that after her. But the difference is she only need, needed God. And I didn't get that part. So for myself, I kind of lived a life other than the fact that I, just like any other kids, I was ashamed of being a Christian. Not even ashamed. I don't think I could say I was ashamed. Let's say that I wasn't, I wasn't, mm, you know how like you, you, everything you promote, like literally your whole life on, on social media or whatever. I wasn't doing that for my Christianity. Like, it's not that I was ashamed, but I wasn't, like, promoting it, right? And my mom, my mom definitely was promoting her relationship with God. And, but I didn't know she was independent. I didn't know that she was dependent on God, right? She was independent and for, like, on, she didn't need no one, but she was dependent on God, right? And I didn't get that part. So, I Despite the fact that, you know, I was, I was not promoting my relationship. I was also not depending on God. I, I, I did not pray a lot. I usually, you know, just wake up in the morning. No, I have to go to school. I get up, do all I got to do and go to school. Maybe at night I will pray because my family usually, they do, um, devotional and stuff like that. Right. So like, usually I would pray because we're having family prayer and whatever, whatnot. And, but I wasn't like, I wasn't relying on God as a I was acting as if I did not need him and that he was something to be, not something, but let's say that I could pass, I could live my whole life without him or I could live a day without him. I wasn't relying on him. He wasn't like oxygen. You know how you can't stay long without breathing? 
that's how God is supposed to be in your life. But I was like, you know how like you only eat this certain food at this occasion. That's literally how God was for me. I only needed him or when I had a problem or I only called out to him when I was at church and being forced to do so. Or I only thought of him when I need, really needed someone's help or, you know. And a lot of Christians this these days or probably since time be gone, a lot of Christians, they only refer to Jesus or they only call out to God only when they need something, only when they're in misery, only when they're dying, only when someone they love, only when they're suffering. And that's like one major red flag. And I was one of these people and I'm still kind of like a lot of time I forget to say thank you, but I'm just like straight to the point asking God, God, I need your help with this. God, I believe in you. I trust in you. But this is not what Christianity is about. And this is not what, you know, a good relationship with God is about. But like, just like I said, this text for you say I am rich. I have prospered and I need nothing, not realizing that you're wretched pitiable i'm i'm i hope i'm saying this right but if i don't just you know you know what i mean um you say you're wretched pitiable poor blind and naked you know the it is literally how we live today we think that we don't need god because we have all that we need or that god isn't something that is essential to us right but we don't realize how poor or blind or naked not only physically but spiritually and you know we believe that we have no need for Jesus or God and we remain neutral when, in fact, we should be standing for him. You know, when I found that, um, found, found out that I was a lukewarm Christian, originally, a lot of lukewarm Christians don't even know that they're lukewarm. They just think that they're doing... The thing is, you think that if you do the bare minimum, you're good. But being a Christian is, is all about, you know, amplifying your relationship with god or strengthening your relationship with god and all of that and a lot of lukewarm christians they don't know that they're lukewarm christian and before i actually felt this holy spirit or i don't know a lot of you are probably have probably never felt the holy spirit or don't know if god can talk to you because you don't have that level of relationship with him right and i did not feel him or oftentimes i could see or i could think or i could hear that God was calling me to be closer to him, right? And I did not take it as much as a, like, I did not think it was a big deal. Because, yeah, I'm Christian. I'm going to church on Sundays. You know, I pray sometimes. I read my Bible. I try not to do a lot of sins. So I guess I'm going to heaven, right? I'm not saying that I wasn't. I'm not saying that if this is your life right now that you're not. I have, no. I remember, guys, I am not a pastor. I know nothing about theology or i don't know like literally everything i read from the bible i try to understand it on my own and i try not to go too deep or to lose myself in some type of you know i don't know conspiracy or whatever <laughs> because it's not my domain i'm just a young christian person sharing her truth her personal stories and trying to help as many people as i can with you know some word of encouragement or you know sharing my personal story or the struggles i've been so like I'm not saying anything that I'm not saying. Like, don't don't think I'm saying anything that I haven't said, right? But um, I I forgot what I was saying at this point. But um, I was talking about a story about the time I found out I was a lukewarm Christian. So 
right i wasn't doing as many sins yeah that's 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 what i was saying but yeah i wasn't doing as many as you know that's whole that was my whole like plan i'm not doing a lot i don't i'm not doing the same sins as others or i'm not you know i'm not losing myself i'm not da 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 baba you know i'm not doing all, all of this all of these so for me for for me i thought like you know i'm all right i'm good i'm good to go i'm doing the minimum so that's already something because a lot of people are not are or not doing anything, so b- doing the bare minimum for me was all right, you know. So, but it was at one point that like a lot of the kids at my old church, or the church that I was forced to, you know, go into and whatnot, they weren't, they did not care at all. And a lot of teens and Christian, the in any churches, they don't care, you know. They're here just because their parents wanted them to be there, you know. They're here because they have to be here. A lot of them do not have a personal relationship and stuff like that. So I was raised in an environment just like many of you probably have been raised in an environment where all the other teens do not care, you know. They're just there. They're just there because they have to be there or like, you know, maybe, you know, you you can relate to that. But then I saw someone who actually cared someone my age or maybe one year older who actually cared you can see whenever we're worshiping when everybody's like you know actually fun fact i used to worship a lot because i love to sing i love to you know it was something i actually did but when it's time when it's time to pray i i was sleeping when it's time to listen to the pastor preaching i stare off at a distance and stuff like that but this person, you can tell when someone has Jesus in their life, you know, you can tell, like, you can tell when someone is touched by the Holy Spirit, you can tell, and she was my age, if not, like, a few months older, and you could, you could have, I could tell, I could tell that she was someone that is, you know, she was really connected, and she was smiling, worshiping, and she was listening, taking notes to the, you know, I was doing all of that, but just because I was supposed to do it, as my mother is high in, in the church, like, in, in terms of position, and my parents are strict, and, like, I was trying my best, but also I wasn't trying enough, but her, you could tell that she was genuinely interested and I was like, oh, I kind of want to be like her. Or maybe I feel jealous because I'm not the best. Or I know it's very toxic, this mentality that, you know, I have to be the best at like everything I do. But this mentality made me realize that maybe something's not right. Maybe I'm not doing enough, you know. And fun fact, in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus is talking to his disciples about the kingdom of heaven. And he says to them, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Matthew 7 verse 13 14. Let me read that again. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. We are, you know, it's very easy for us to find the worldly way, or the way that we're not supposed to go into. But it's so hard to find a narrow gate, and to actually want to go through it, if you see what I mean. So, like, when I saw someone who, who was actually invested and interested in the Lord, I was like wow she you can tell that her life is she has something special 
you know how when you see someone that is super talented and you're like, oh, I wish I could do that, you know? It was like, that's how I saw her. And I was like, she has something truly special. And I think I want to have that in me. And the thing I did not know that is that all of us can have that in us, you know? We just have to want to have it. All of us can have something special in us. We just have to be willing to have it and to make the effort to have it, you know? And the larger the way is, it's the same amount. What am I saying? <laughs> the larger the way is, is the the way to destruction is as large. And the narrower, the, the smaller the, the gate is, is the more effort we have to make. And it's it's also the way that leads to life and the Bible says there are few who find it. And shortly after that, Jesus warns again. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does, who does the will of my father in heaven will. Matthew 7 verse 21. That is so powerful. That is one of the verses that I was like, ooh. Ooh, I have to, you know. It was like one of the scary verses. Imagine. A lot of us are Christian because we don't want to go to hell, which is essentially, I would say, as the, as the right um, incentive, is that the right word, or is the right reason to be a Christian, but then again, I understand because nobody wants, I mean, I don't want to go to hell, you know, I know a lot of friends who are just, you know, in Christianity because they don't want to go to hell, or a lot of them are here because they know Jesus is going to help them, but like, having a true reason or like a true love for it, or a true something special about us to want to be be the the good or to be want to be a good person it's want to help or to 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 want to read the bible and like find truths and stuff like that you know it's truly wonderful and this verse was like one of the verses that was like oh i'm not living the right life right i'm not i'm not doing anything like i'm i'm barely doing anything right Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father in heaven, right? And like, it's kind of, it's kind of one of the things that I feared the most, imagining spending all your years ignoring worldly things and stuff like that and trying to be a good Christian, but you did not do the will of God. So you're not going to enter the um the kingdom, right? You spent all your years trying, trying to the bare minimum still even though you were doing the bare minimum, but it took a lot of you to do the bare minimum, right? But then at the end, you're like, you've wasted all your time, you know? And I've read somewhere that it's actually dangerous to be a lukewarm Christian than a than a than uh, someone who doesn't believe in... in... Well, actually, let me not say this because I don't want to be wrong, but I think I've read somewhere that it's very dangerous, it's, if not the same amount of... Uh, danger and being a lukewarm Christian and someone who doesn't believe in God because let me not get into it actually if you want to do some researches you uh, you should because I don't want to say something I'm not supposed to say but I can't understand why it's very difficult and us as teens or as young adults or as I don't know how old you are wh whoever you are right it's very difficult 
to to detach yourself from worldly views and worldly habits and to really focus on being a Christian. And some of you don't even know why you're a Christian. You just don't want to go to hell. You just want someone to help you, right? And that's not right. And the Bible even states the following to lukewarm Christian. He's The Bible says, I can counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed, that the shame of your weakness wickedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see as many as i love rebuke and chasten therefore be zealous and repent right and i don't know but like i also read a quote um i think the author is francis chan um the quote states in uh and it's probably the best of lukewarm Christian quotes. It says, lukewarm Christians don't really want to be saved from their sins. They want to be saved from the consequences of their sins. Oh my gosh, that is so deep. Lukewarm Christians don't really want to be saved from their sins. They want to be saved from the consequences of their sins. This is actually really so deep, truly deep, guys. And I, I don't know if you can actually, you know, take your time. If you can pause if you want and actually think about that. Like, like that is something that, you know, maybe that's why I actually focused a little bit in church. Just because I didn't want to go to hell. And whether you like it or not or whether that's your reason or not, it's not the right one, right? We just don't want to, we just want to be saved from the consequences of our sins. And we don't actually understand why our sins are our sins, right? Signs, here are some signs to know if you're a lukewarm Christian. Number one, you're content without Jesus. A lukewarm Christian doesn't have any desire to spend time with him in prayer, worship, in the Bible, or to serve alongside him. And ladies and gentlemen, what is that? A red flag. A red flag. Number two, you ignore teaching and conviction. You don't allow others, Holy Spirit, or even the Bible to counsel you. Ladies and gentlemen, what is that? Red flag. Number three, you welcome and value the teachings of philosophers and thought leaders over the full counsel of God. A lukewarm Christian allows philosophies and ideologies to be the foundations of their choices. They expect God's great to uphold them even when they oppose him with their choices. Red flag. Number four, you would rather remain neutral than live set apart. A lukewarm Christian will not pick sides. They they will run from the responsibility of choosing between righteousness and worldliness and will fight to create a middle ground. They remain neutral in an attempt to gain the best of both worlds. And this specifically, I'm not saying anything about anything that I'm not saying. Like I've said earlier, don't say anything that I did not. Sp- don't say that I say anything that I not that I that I did not specifically say. But this specifically, I I did my own research, you know, to try to help you guys. And when I saw this one, I was like, yeah, I struggle with this. I struggle with this a lot. There are a lot of things that, you know, I try my best to remain neutral. But just because, you know, I want to I wanna live life, right? I want to live the, both of, the best of both worlds. Hannah Montana, <laughs> right? And, like, sometimes I listen to some trap. 
I'm sorry, God, but like trap is not good at all. I mean, the beat is good, but like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Number five, you use your voice to advocate for your preferences, right? Even when those preferences cause you to oppose God's morality or morals, right? Moral standards. Number six, your confidence lies in your possessions, connections, and influence instead of in the Lord. And this one is actually very heavy because a lot of us just want to be famous. We just want to be rich. Just want to be, I don't know, prettier or skinnier or have more booty or whatever, <laughs> you know. But, like, look wrong Christianity because, you know, your confidence lies in your possessions, connections, and influence instead of in the Lord. It's something I actually struggle because, like, I do not like my hair because my hair is too short. Or I do not like my, my belly because I have a, I actually do have a belly in makes me insecure and that's not right right that's not good number seven you expect god to conform to the will of people instead of encouraging people to conform to the will of god right <sighs> this is like this is such a tough subject because i struggled a lot and now a lot of my friends were struggling you know lukewarm christians go where the current goes Lukewarm Christians are easily inspired by stories of radical Christians, right? Another one of the signs of a lukewarm Christian is that they often love hearing stories about other Christians who did all of these radical things for Jesus Christ, yet they do not act. They are easily inspired and will give praise to their friends who may be doing radical things with a... I think that is so awesome, or... I wish I was more like you, you know, but they do nothing about it. You know, you just like the idea of being a Christian, but you're not truly a Christian. Lukewarm Christians are afraid of speaking truth. Like, remember, I don't know if we talk about, yeah, last week's episode, we talk about um, how the pressure keep pressuring. Sometimes you have to speak your truth and like, no, I can't do this because it's not right. Or, no, I can't do this. I can't drink this. I can't do this, this to this person because it's not right. If you can't do that, if you're easily, no offense, even though it's something normal that sometimes, you know, we get peer pressure to do some certain things, but there are certain things that you can't let yourself be peer pressured into. It's because that it's because you're lukewarm that it makes you easily pressurable. I don't know if that exists, but you see what I mean. You know, there are some situations that you should have never gotten yourself into. And I know it's normal to get peer pressured to do something. And it's normal also to fall into, you know, to not always be great or best or to not always be perfect. It's normal if not, you know, it's like literally what happens to all of us. But there are some situations that you would have never gotten into if you were not lukewarm, right? Lukewarm Christians pick and choose their beliefs, right? And I'm not even going to go over that because I saw this on, because I was doing my research, as I said. And a lot of the things, like, I convince myself, like, uh, people are... I've heard that, you know, if you hear hear this type of music, you'll get, um, let's say, invaded or, uh, I don't know, what's the right word, by demons or stuff like that. And I'm like, mm, am I? You know? But at the end of the day, I'm uh, yeah. Probably not me, but, like, there are some reasons that these musics or these type of outfits are not right for you, you know? 
lukewarm Christians often feel good about themselves. You know, the more you become passionate about picking up your crust and following Jesus, the truth is you will most likely end up feeling worse about yourself. This is just because the more and more time you spend with perfection, the more and more you realize just how far from the mark you really are. But through the love and grace of God, you take comfort in his promises and you have the peace of God running to your which to, to you, which heals you, right? Lukewarm Christians love God, but there are conditions. If you don't love God unconditionally, you don't love God, period, you know? Lukewarm Christians will be quick to say that they love God fully and completely, with their whole heart, soul, and strength. They know all the right things to say to make it look like to those around them that they are strong in their faith, but their devotion to God isn't unconditional. They believe that they love God, but oftentimes when they are called to do something for the Lord, they will have a condition set in place. I've heard a pastor, I don't know what he was, but he, he supposedly was very influential influential in like Christianity or whatnot. And he was saying that he he was praying. It was like, God, do this for me. If you don't, I will leave. Bro, oh, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. What do you mean if God doesn't do this for you, you will leave? You weren't truly a Christian. You never had a relationship with him. Because if you love God because of conditions or if you're ordering God around as if it was your kid, what is that, you know? The Chrome Christians fear the punishment of God far more than sin itself. And we talked about this, right? We talked about this. And just like you, I've struggled a lot. I've struggled a lot. And a lot of the things, you know, I've done in the past, it's because, like, I wasn't really sure about what Christianity was all about. And Christianity isn't supposed to be strict or, like, a ride or die type of thing, or I don't even know. It's not that. It's more about, like, you know, growing your relationship in God and being a good person, being a good Christian, being doing what is right and avoiding what is wrong and avoiding sinning and helping others you know, join God or like reading the Bible, spending time with God. And today at church, um, in, uh, young people's ministry, we talked about habits, you know, the pastor, the, the youth pastor talked about habits and how to make habits with the Lord. And the first habit he says is to spend time with God. Even Jesus spent time with God. If you see what I mean, you know, to try to spend time with God. It's like, the more you spend time with him, the more you will get to know him. And then the more you will, will want to be like him and the more you will know what to do and what not to do. And the more you will have, you know, the, the spirit of, um, what's it called? I forgot, bro. I forgot. <laughs> Discernment. Yeah. You'll be able to discern what is right and what is wrong. And you will be able to, you know, be a true Christian and not a lukewarm one or the one that thinks they don't need God or that they're independent on their own and that they can do anything that they put their mind into, you know? Like, I have a, I have multiple friends, you know, who are just Christians by name or by title, entitlement, but they are not Christians through their actions. And I'm not saying that, you know, some things you do or, like, whatever defines you as a non-Christian. I'm not saying that at all. Or maybe it is true. But that is not what I'm saying. I'm saying that follow Jesus, you know. Follow God if you're truly a Christian, you know. Follow him. Spend time with him. Get to know him. Read your Bible. Get to, Try to be a better person overall. You know, try to differentiate you with people who are not Christian. If you look like someone 
who isn't Christian, then you aren't Christian. What I mean by if you look like them, if you, your actions are the same, if your 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 views, your beliefs are the same, if you're, you, the way you spend your time are the same, maybe you're not Christian or maybe you haven't set your foot apart from worldliness, you know? And I really hope this message was for whoever needed to listen to this. I really hope you found something special in this message. And I really hope that again, you know, it can really reach you. If you want me to do a part two, actually, I'm not on TikTok. I can't be asking for part two. Oh my gosh, this is the longest episode ever, 35 minutes. Okay, let's hurry this up. So I really hope you guys find something special. Guys, I really want you to, you know, follow me on uh, uh, Young Christian Pod uh on instagram and like review please comment comment review write a review a rating or whatever please it will help me a lot and i really need to you know reach a higher position i guess well not right now i'm kind of satisfied but i will really like to be able to help more people you know uh like this episode help me out uh comment uh go on my instagram profile bio and you'll be able to submit my applications to be a guest and you will also be able to to you know submit topics that you would want me to talk about don't forget to like comment share subscribe or whatever and uh, read your bible tonight pray and i love you guys uh, very much have a good day have a good night have a good week bye lovely people Hi, I'm Young and Christian. 